Welcome to The Student Podcast. This is where two guys get together and we discuss and learn how to be students of Jesus Christ. So good to have you today. Ah, little Jensen. We have a new guest with us. <laughs> yeah, probably out of the out of sight, I can't tell. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. here. Uh, there he is. Sleeping down in there. There's the baby sleeping. <laughs> He's like, don't wake me up. <laughs> Welcome to fatherhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, yeah, so first week, of our first rotation, is that what you call it? Yeah, we call them clinical rotations. Clinical rotations. Yeah. All right. So uh, you learned a lot about the beauties of internal medicine. That's the goal. I <laughs> hope I learned a lot. We'll find out Saturday at the yeah. exam. <laughs> well, I'm going to be praying for you on Saturday. What time's your your exam? I think it's at nine o'clock. Okay, yeah. and it's in person. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's on a computer, but yeah, and you have to go in for it to a proctored okay. area. Yeah. You feel ready? I don't know. I think I feel ready, but like I said, it's the first one of its kind. So okay. we'll see if I'm way over prepared or way under prepared. Hopefully, I hit the mark. So. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. uh, I remember from my church history. Um, oh, what did they call it? Um, oh man, I can't think of the the word now. But essentially, you have uh, exams to get out. I, I forget what, what okay. they call them. Uh, oh man, now I feel like a fool. I can't remember. But basically, you know, I, I was exp- they gave me a bibliography mm-hmm. for you know here's what you should study sure. for you know, passing these, these exams. <laughs> and I remember looking at the page, it was like four or five pages long. Yeah. It was basically like every church history yeah. book covering every <laughs> era of church history. Like, okay. So basically 2000 years. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Learn this. <laughs> yeah. How, how, do you, how do you prepare for that? Like, okay, I'm just going to have to trust that I've paid enough attention. Yeah. In, and, and then I read some broad, you know, church history books and try, like, okay. Get my hands around different areas, and sure. at the end of the day, it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, but I I understand what you mean when it's kind of like, oh, I I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Like this, know everything a little bit about everything. Uh huh. Well, that's what even starting PA school in the classroom portion. When I was coming in, everyone's like, "Oh, this is way different than undergrad. You're gonna have to ditch every study technique you've used before." Just try try a little bit of everything and see what works for you and i was like you know i'm just gonna try what i've been doing and see what <laughs> happens and if i fail i'll get up and try something different and it works so oh really I just kept kept doing it I was okay I was like, do, don't need do to- you have like a specific method that you follow for studying uh mostly just like look at what the objectives are for each lecture mm-hmm. um usually most lectures provided learning objectives and okay. then tailor my studying to that because you're not going to learn any everything like mm-hmm. you just have to resign yourself to that and it's like okay what did they spend the most time on what's clinically relevant and like what did they say is important for the test <laughs> focus on that get the general principles and the details usually fall into place or fall into the cracks and that's fine like mm-hmm. it's usually enough so yeah that is wise advice yeah. <laughs> studying 101 yeah. with a almost sort of kind of not really doctor memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay well uh we are at the discipline of devotion yes uh under adoration i think is where we're picking up sorry yep. Right? yep you got it right yeah so uh last time we 
covered meditation, mm-hmm. listening to God's word, muttering God's word, yeah, um, and confession, yeah, uh, confessing spontaneously and systematically, yeah, yeah. So this time we're at uh, adoration, uh, and so uh, why don't I pray, and sure. maybe you can close us with prayer yeah. this time, uh, Father. Thank you so much. Lord, thank you for who you are. And thank you for this time that you have given for Simon and I to be able to come and to talk. Lord, we pray that we would be as iron sharpening iron. Father, I personally pray that uh, we would speak to each other as brothers, Mm. as friends, as co-laborers in the gospel, as co-belligerents in the church militant, and as fellow children of the King. Lord, we pray that the microphones would disappear out of our minds, and instead we would focus on sharing with each other the things that you have done in our hearts and revealed to us and shown us in your word. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so adoration. I I want to uh, start with the obvious. What in the world does that word mean? Adoration, to adore. Well, we were kind of talking about this earlier tonight, about <laughs> what is worship. I feel, feel like the two would go similar. They're not mm-hmm. quite identical, but mm-hmm. when I think of worship, I think of giving, ascribing worth to, um, declaring something to be glorious mm-hmm. or someone to be glorious and adoring. I guess I would think similarly, but maybe a bit different of highlighting all of the, highlighting and delighting in all of the wonderful qualities of someone or something. Cause I think of like adoring my wife, like what does that mean to me? Mm-hmm. It's like finding a positive attribute of her and just delighting in it. Mm. Um, I don't know. What do you think it means? No, I love that highlighting and delighting. Yeah. Uh, I, I think specifically you're uh, when, when we're talking about adoration, mm-hmm. uh, I think it has a, a, a component of ontology sure because you know you're adoring your wife what are the attributes and characteristics and person of your wife that you're thinking Mm -hmm. about you know um when i think about adoration of god Mm -hmm. you know thinking specifically upon who god is what god has done what is he like uh, and then you know bringing that that ought to lead that adoration ought to lead to to doxology you know that that, sure uh, that my heart singing out his praises. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I think adoration and doxology go together because one ought to lead to another like, okay. as, as you meditate and think upon the, the attributes of God. Right. Um, and so that sense of awe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he brings uh, out this idea of reverence or terror. Mm-hmm. Um, I might get up a few times in this episode to pull down books and hand to you. Okay. Because this, this is one of the chapters are one of the points in uh that i've been so helped by other people and so i'm going to move the mic here and like i said i don't care if people on on the other end get static or whatever but um this book um Truths we confess. Oh, yeah. Sproul, yeah. Yeah, Truths yeah. we confess. This is exposition on the Westminster Westminster Confession of Faith. Uh, my pastor in Virginia, Byron Snap, put that in my hands a number of years ago, um, mm. and I can vividly remember the day 
that God's holiness for the first time was impressed on my soul. Mm. I was reading that book on a Sabbath afternoon. I was sitting at my dining room table next to the window, and uh, it was in the summer, so the light was coming through, and it was warm on my skin. And as I was reading his chapter in there on the doctrine of God, and coming face to face with the idea of God being holy, Mm. and I remember just being filled with an... Fear is, is kind of gets a, a bad rap, right? But it was this sure. reverence that I had never had for the Lord before. Hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. my whole life it was kind of like a sugar gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, oh Jesus paid for your sins and that, and that, but like a, a reverent understanding that, like, no, He is the thrice holy God. Mm. The angels cover their faces; mm. they cry out day and night, "Holy, holy, holy." Mm-hmm. and that he was the creator of all things seen and unseen and that he was the one who bore all his glory that the whole earth would see it and just at the mere sound of his voice the pillars of heaven shook mm-hmm. and i remember the only thing that i could do was get on my face mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that book the rc sproul led me to that as we talked about worshipful experience by yeah. myself alone in my dining room yeah on my hands and knees just weeping mm. in reverence and in praise mm. yeah. <laughs> what an amazing god we have yeah you know? and, no and and that experience of like woe is me mm-hmm. <laughs> for i am a man of unclean lips and he is so holy mm-hmm. and the fact that he says come into my presence with thanksgiving mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of depart from my presence you doer of iniquity mm-hmm. like just that and, and i think that's what he's getting at in mm-hmm. this part of this chapter of like a reverence that brings us to our knees mm-hmm. not out of fear mm-hmm. but just marveling yeah has that ever happened to you reading the scriptures or coming to a piece of christian literature before that's impressed on you the nature of who god is yeah i mean i think just committing like isaiah 6 5 to memory like mm. so i said woe is me for i'm undone i'm mm. a man of unclean lips that passage where isaiah's in god's throne room is helpful in putting myself in the right place when i enter mm. into prayer and i i remember you know different points in my life where that intimate knowledge of god in prayer for who he is as the thrice holy god was definitely impressed upon me more than others Mm. and you feel as if you're in god's presence just trembling yeah and i think there is a proper fear there of fearing the lord when you understand that the wages of sin is death and that the god who should have damned me i'm talking to right now and i'm not damned but he's still the god who should have damned me yeah right there's some fear with that um and not a slavish disabling fear uh but a a one that drives us to reverence right and to awe of like okay wow you know this is this is who god is Um, yeah i i think of reverence awe, and adoration you know and i i think of uh you know, Saul, when he comes face to face with Christ on the Damascus Road, mm-hmm. or I think of the Mount of Transfiguration mm-hmm. and 
you know, Peter's left. Yeah. He, he probably would have been better just being speechless rather than yeah. speaking out of his, his mouth. Yeah. Uh, but, but just that, like, <laughs> but, yeah, but like, wh- how, what, who is this? Yeah. Right. God's uh, seeing God in his radiant glory. And, mm-hmm. and I think we just get glimpses of it mm-hmm. in this life. I, it's one of the things that makes me so excited about the other side of glory. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can't wait for that for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It blows me away passages like, you know, first Corinthians 13, like for now we know in part, but then show we shall know even as we're known, like <laughs> seeing face to face. Yeah. And like first John, like, for we shall see him as he is, and yeah. we shall be made like him. It's like, wow, seeing him as he is. Like Moses asked to do that, and like the little glimpse we have is incredible, you yeah. know, of what of what was written down of what he saw. Yeah. And like he still couldn't see all of God without dying, you know? <laughs> and I'm, that's just exciting to me and terrifying in like a, a wonderful way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and so this is, uh, you know exactly what uh, this reverence and revelation for he quotes you are worthy our Lord and God to receive the glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being yeah. you know, that reverence ought to lead to doxology yeah. to lead to worship to lead to a right understanding of how majestic and, and awesome and wonderful he is mm-hmm. um, and so that starts with uh, contemplation. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and, and so first he starts with natural revelation. Um, mm. Maybe uh, I, I know that you and your family used to take trips around the country. And uh, have you, uh, by looking at God's created things, has it led you to think about who he is and things that he's done? Yeah, I remember. Um we went to it was a place in Kentucky and there was a stream that was very weightable and just taking a walk by myself one day while we were there and waded out into the middle of it and sat down on a rock and there's just all these eddies flowing around these rocks and just blends of color and shimmering water and flashes of, of different brightnesses in there and just just being moved to tears, just sitting there, just watching the water <laughs> through the stream and the colors of the trees reflecting in it and just being moved to worship. Like, yeah. Wow. Like God's doing that right now. <laughs> like God put that there. God made that beautiful and just sitting and taking in like the birds chirping and mm-hmm. the, the colors. And I don't know, just very human experience. Um, just something as simple as the water um, and, uh, and other things too. But um I just yeah, that still sticks in my mind. I was like twelve at the time. I think that's awesome. Man. Um, but yeah, what about you? Yeah, I I mean I <laughs> I love doing it here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we live in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. and uh, so there's very little light pollution. Yeah, and it's pretty pretty normal in the morning at four four thirty in the morning when I go to the church to work, um, or I or wake up to go to the gym. You know, uh, I'll walk outside my door here and go to my car, and the. It, the skies are just filled with stars yeah it's just like you guys have stars here. <laughs> yeah and, and I, I mean quite literally there's been multiple times where you know i'll just put my coffee on the top of the car and just start singing psalm 8 you know yeah. uh, the heavens declare the glory and so just like and, and so it's just wonderful and then uh 
we also have amazing sunrises and sunsets. Yeah. And so there's so many times that, again, driving to the gym, it's a no- pretty normal occurrence for me in the summer at like five o'clock in the morning, five thirty in the morning. Uh, the sunset or the sunrise is just, just gorgeous, mm-hmm. and and I'm just brought to just nothing but tears and smile and and just praising God. Like, how can you be so amazingly creative? Mm-hmm. You know, as this dark sky has turned into magentas and reds and oranges and yellows and then there's almost like this hue of purple and blue as as it descends into the blackness that is on the west hand side of the sky and it's like how are there stars over here and it's beautiful sunrise over there and um you know it 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 declares his glory yeah you know um and I mean that's what that's what Psalm twenty nine gets at with the storm. That's what Psalm nineteen gets at uh, with you know the sunrise, you know, uh, and the sunset. Uh, you know, that's so many places in the scriptures. Mm. I mean, this is what Romans one is is getting at. Right, it, right. it shows his you know his divine power and his mm-hmm. and his nature, and uh, it doesn't show us the plan of redemption, but it is meant to bring us awe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thinking on that, I think is, um, is, is a huge part. Mm. Um, he talks about his experience being in Cabo, uh, and seeing, uh, the water there. Uh, you know, I, it's one of the things that, you know, just personally speaking, uh, we like taking these big trips with the kids and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, seeing them have fun and, and like, seeing them when there's when we went to this uh white sand dunes in in new mexico and like yeah like these these 60 foot dunes of gypsum sand and like the lord blew these here mm-hmm. you know um my pastor out in pennsylvania micah he was one of the people who really helped me kind of see this in a real way because um, mm. he used to talk about like uh well the lord blew those clouds in from the west mm-hmm you know, like he would talk about it, like, yeah. like, you know, you know, God did that. Yeah. And that's how he would talk about creation. Yeah. It was like, uh, and, and then there's another book up there. I'm not going to pull it down because it's way up at the top, but GK Chesterton, who I don't recommend everything that he wrote, Yeah, <laughs> but Chesterton, uh, wrote about how, um, essentially it's the Lord who chose what color the tree should be. Hmm. It's not arbitrary. Hmm. Yeah. Everything shows the fingerprint of God's choice and beauty. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that uh, in undergrad and I was walking home, you know, leaving Geneva's campus and walking up the hill to our little apartment that Olivia and I lived in. And it was the fall in Western Pennsylvania. So their leaves just started changing. Yeah. And I was just like amazed by this and just thinking like, Lord, you are the one who made that tree go from green to orange. Right. Like that's remarkable. Why did you do that? You did that just because you love color. You love beauty. You yeah. love to do these things. And then <laughs> one of my professors walked past me and he was like, what are you smiling? And I was like, the leaves are orange. <laughs> 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 and I'm sure he, uh, I'm not going to say the professor's name, but I'm sure he was like, that dude's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some help. Yeah. I'm sure if I told him why, you know, he's a philosophy professor. So I'm sure if I told him why he'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. of course. But, yeah. but I was just enjoying it. Like that's not for you. This is for me. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so, uh, you know, whether it's the small things, I, I, 
you let me hold Judson just a little bit ago. It's been a while. I mean, I held him for his baptism, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, it's been a while since I've just gotten to just hold a baby and talk to them and yeah. shh them to sleep. And, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun seeing the intricacy of God's creation. Yeah. Yeah. Even just like learning it, it from an anatomic perspective, they've told us like a bit of the... um of how babies are put together and the things that have to turn on and then mm-hmm. turn off. I mean, mm-hmm. literally like when babies grow their hands, they grow a stump and the cells, the signals on like, go, 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 go. And then the signal turns off and it says now die in between so that you have five fingers. Really? And it just, you know, like all that, that program is right on there <laughs> so that you get five fingers that you can move in an infinitely variable amount of of space and force just about and it's like wow like how does this go right as much as it does like i know it goes wrong sometimes for some people but like he came out I'm like you're put together like you know like <laughs> yeah. god put you together and just the miracle of, of every little part you know that makes him up like god put that in there and knit him together yeah it's it's, it's remarkable uh, i mean yeah. whether it's it's you know macro uh you know you're you're looking at images from the james webb space telescope yeah or you're thinking about you know dna structure yeah like it is amazing yeah god's creative choice mm-hmm. and how he designed the you uni- uni- the universe and how it it displays his glory yeah and he's got to have so much fun with it don't you think like <laughs> yeah yeah it's like okay i'll turn the sun pink right now let's try orange you know like yeah. i don't know it's just man. Well, well, i was talking uh to somebody at bible study today you know we were, we were going we we're going through the book of john um and he asked me something i had never thought this is a crazy rabbit trail from here you know sure but, sure uh, he was like do you think that for jesus miracles are like miracles or are they just like what he does yeah oh. <laughs> and i was kind of like you know, what are you, what are you guys looking at? <laughs> yeah, he's he like, you know, he didn't have to sit there and he, he was saying, I wonder if Jesus had to sit there and go, you know, I'm going to do something. I wonder if I could do this. I'm going to walk on water. Mm. Like, no, Jesus just walked on water. Sure. You know? Like yeah. he, he made the water. And so he's, it's going to listen to him mm-hmm. because it's what he wants to do. And I, th- I thought, I never thought about that before. Mm. I was like, I'm going to have to go home and chew on that for a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Let me come back to you. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, this contemplation, right. Of what, who God is, what he has done, mm-hmm. uh, is, I think one of the most fruitful endeavors that Christians can do. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm, uh, I love this, this, uh, this whole section here, mm-hmm. um, contemplating the attributes of God. Uh, and so, uh, he talks about the, the mountain of transfiguration. Um, do you see that part before worship? Uh, the mm-hmm. la- second to last full paragraph. Yeah. Um, what, what does he say about, what does it mean to contemplate God's action in scripture? Uh, he talks about like seeing God's mighty acts that he's done throughout scripture and putting yourself into those. And, and to some degree of like seeing God part of the red sea, like your jaw drop as his power is displayed or see his glory as he's like transfigured before the disciples. Yeah. Like worship him as he's presented through those acts. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's one of my favorite things to do at Bible studies is like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's get unfamiliar with this story. Yeah. And let's imagine we were there. Yeah. What would it be like that one moment you were scared to death that the Egyptians were going to kill you and then a pillar of fire separated the two of you? Yeah. And then all of a sudden a wind blows and a sea that you have never seen the bottom of all of a sudden becomes dry and there's waters or walls of water on both sides. Yeah. What would it be like to walk on that ground? Hmm. Would you sit there and go, oh man, this is, this is just like yesterday. Right. Like, no, you would, <laughs> what? I <pinched> myself or something. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And, but that, these are true stories. Right. 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 This we we believe in a historical Christ. We believe in a historical Exodus. We believe in a historical conquest. We believe that the the Jordan River actually stopped. Mm-hmm. And so I think putting ourselves in their feet. And these aren't like fairy tales, but these are like Jesus wasn't like tricking his disciples. Right. He walked on the water. Yeah, and they got it. What type of man is this? Mm. Right when he when he gets into the boat or when he wakes up in the boat and he rebukes the wind and the waves, there. What type of man is is that? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Right, right. right. He's the same God today. Yeah. I think I struggle with that sometimes. Like, okay, yes, like that happened in Bible times. Like, no, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Like, he's still that powerful. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. You know, yeah. um, one of the. Uh, things i'm so thankful for uh uh there's a couple books over there uh knowing god mm-hmm. one of my copies is up there the holiness of god by the way if you donate i think even five cents to ligonier ministries they'll give you a copy of of the holiness of god for free okay so uh for anybody listening just i'm, I'm sure even if you just said i want a copy they'll send it to you <laughs> um so the holiness of god was another one that uh really impressed my soul but just next to that is the black book there by Stephen Charnick, The Existence and Attributes of God. Mm-hmm. That book, as well as its kind of smaller edition, uh, the uh, Pink's edition, Attributes of God, um, I'm so thankful that my father-in-law put those in my hands as an, er- as an early cr- Christian mm-hmm. uh, because it made me think through who was God and our pastor uh, out in California, uh, Pastor Herman, uh, had me teach a men's Bible study mm-hmm. on the attributes of God. Mm-hmm. Those men were so wise, yeah, because they they just knew that if I was going to be a Christian man, I mm. needed to actually know the God mm. who I said I believed in mm. and served. Um, and it was just a marvelous couple years where just. I got to study who God was and then come to Bible study each week and make guys look at what I found out about God. Yeah. <laughs> and all these old guys are just happy to eat their breakfast and, and like, let's let the young guy talk about the Bible. You know, these are things old hat to them, but I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, whether it was his eternality or his omniscience or uh, whether it was, uh, you know, like I remember my Lutheran chap- chaplain teaching me about the aseity of God. Mm. Like, you're just like, Brian, God doesn't need you. Mm. He doesn't need anything. Mm-hmm. He's self-existent. Let that sink in for a moment. Mm. And you're just like, I don't know anything that's self-existent. Mm. 
And it really took me off the throne of my own heart because mm-hmm. it made me realize I was the contingent being. Mm-hmm. It was only God who was non-contingent. Right. And I was just like, <laughs> you just messed me up for life. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, Pastor Logan. Right place. <laughs> he did, right? But it, but it, I mean, this, this is what I'm saying is like it, to open that up of who God is mm-hmm. is to open up the heart of worship. Mm. And I think that's where uh, R. Kent Hughes gets in the next part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is to go to the uh, to God in devotion and meditation on his attributes <laughs> leads to, to worship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, we were talking about what is worship, <laughs> um, and so uh, the height of devotion is reached when reverence and contemplation produce passionate worship, which in turn breaks forth in thanksgiving and praise in word and song. You want to read what Jonathan Edwards says there? I had vehement longings of soul after God and Christ, and after more holiness, wherewith my heart seemed to be full and ready to break. I spent most of my time in thinking of divine things year after year, often walking alone in the woods and solitary places for meditation, soliloquy and prayer and converse with God. And it was always my manner at such times to sing forth my contemplations. Prayer seemed to be natural to me as the breath by which the inward burnings of my heart had vent. You know, uh, we were kind of talking about this earlier. And this is why uh, there when when you asked earlier about we were, we were wrestling right with regulative principle of worship and mm-hmm. um how much of that extends into uh family worship and private worship mm-hmm. um and i think there are times in which you know uh the words of your heart when you are so overwhelmed with the person of god mm-hmm. that i don't want to say to someone you know, uh, oh no, you could never sing your own song mm-hmm. to the Lord in private worship. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there are times when, you know, uh, in private worship, when again, God's holiness has been so pressed upon my soul that uh, the song, holy, holy, holy mm-hmm. is the song that most radiates mm-hmm. with my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't want this to become a, <laughs> a topic on or a talk on the regulative principle of worship but what does a worshipful heart look like that has contemplated the attributes of god what what would it look like in your life have you seen it in you know men and women that you've respected how do you how do we see it in the scriptures yeah i think you see humility um understanding who god is puts you in your rightful place right like mm-hmm. who you are that's what you know, Isaiah, going back to Isaiah, like, woe is me, right? Mm-hmm. There's humility there, but there's also joy, yeah. you know, and there's emotion with that. Um, bursting with just thanksgiving to God for who he is. Because like you said, if, you know, the proper response to who God is, is worship, mm-hmm. is joy for who he is, is, you know, the angels of heaven, worthy is the lamb <laughs> who is slain. That, God, this is who you are. And you are so worthy of everything, right? Like, like there's a, an eagerness to give God what he's due. Right. Um, I think, I think there's, yeah, those elements I think come to mind. Yeah. Uh, 
Right. Yeah, and and I think there's uh, often a uh, a a melding, a merging. You know, I think you even see this in the Psalms, right? There, mm-hmm. there. Um, the Psalms are not just poetry, right? Uh, they're not just prayers, mm-hmm. but many, but they're also songs, right? Right, and so I think this is like one of the beautiful things about the Psalms is actually uh, we see that pattern of sometimes it's very structured mm-hmm. of a contemplation. You know, you think of Psalm 119 and how much meditation went into just thinking about God's word, and and the purity of God and the holiness of God and and mm. the blessing that it is for him to have communicated with us. And then that word is then used both as a prayer mm-hmm. and a song. Right. Uh, and I think at the best moments of our Christian experience is when our affections are, stored, are stirred mm. with a holy reverence that... I mean, I know that there's been times uh, when you've, you know, been doing your whole hand waving thing up at the front, and you've, <laughs> and you've been, you've been leading uh, the congregation, keeping us on pace with songs. And I'm singing, but it's not with my lips because if I was singing with my lips, it'd just be sobs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I can't stop crying, and I'm trying to wipe my <laughs> wipe my tears. Some people, when I get up there doing the benediction or something, people don't see that I've been crying uh, with my back towards them. Um, but it's this prayerful attitude mm-hmm. this humility and awe and, and that, that makes its way out of the lips in song and sometimes it makes it in the it's 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 only in the heart <laughs> right um right yeah so uh he gives a whole bunch of of different times in which people write out uh those spiritual songs back to him right uh and so th- I think this is the the difficult part of private devotion that he he shows in the extemporaneous praise from our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the the difficulties, whether it's in the Psalms or whether it's you know Bernard of Clairvaux, there um, is sometimes our heart that that isn't the song that resonates with our heart, mm-hmm. um, and that can be a difficulty. Right, right. Uh, trying to find the right psalm or the right song that actually, you know, gets at the heart of what you're actually experiencing in that moment, or what God has brought to light mm-hmm. through His Word or through the meditation of who He is. Mm. Um, and so, um, I, I guess I just want to leave that section. I hate this idea. Like I know people laugh at it, but I cannot. Ex- I cannot stand this idea of like Presbyterians being frozen, chosen people. Mm-hmm. Like uh, our ancestors were in the faith were, and and I mean ancestors in the faith because I have no blood relationship to them. I, well, maybe I have like one nine hundredth percent uh, Scottish in me. It's like yeah. in- infinitesimal. You know, there's there's nothing there. Um, but you read through the Puritans or the Covenanters, there's not dead worship. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I think that's just a, a part that I, I can't stand because my dead worship was when I was in the evangelical world with a hmm. big praise and, and worship bands. With hmm. There might have been feelings at time, but there was no... 
cognitive understanding of mm. who the God I was serving was. Mm-hmm. It was just emotionalism. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't because my heart was stirred because who God is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Natalie and I were talking tonight about what is worship and um, that worship is both an intention of the heart, an intentionality, a purposeful setting my heart to meditate and to ascribe worth and glory to God, but it's also an action. Mm -hmm. But you can't divorce the two from each other, right? (laughs) You can feel good about God, but like, what are you going to do with it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You can do sing you know and that's one of god's critiques of his people this people draws near to me with their lips but their heart is far from me Mm -hmm. right and so understanding that yes we need the right heart we need to want god to want to know him more and to meditate on him we need to do something about it too right (laughs) yeah and i think for me personally i err on the side of doing something and forgetting what i'm doing Mm -hmm. you know getting to the end of a song like what did i just sing Mm -hmm. or you you know, you pray like, okay, what what did we pray for now? <laughs> or we read and like, okay, that sends the reading God's word. Well, what was God's word? You mm. know, and how often it can be easy to to divorce those two from each other oh, and yeah. to have a, a worship that's empty. But when those two come together, when we contemplate God mm. and we're driven to do something about <laughs> it, like yeah. that is where worship is at. Yeah, ex- uh, exactly. Uh, I, I think that that is the... Uh, as our friends at Puritan Theological Seminary would love to say, you know, that is experiential religion. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, it, and it's true, mm-hmm. right? When the, when the affection meets the truth, right, and they're both rightly aimed towards the doxology of God according mm-hmm. to how He has revealed Himself, then we are worshiping Him in spirit and truth, right? Um, and so, um, but that that takes. Well, let me ask. Let me ask us. Does that take discipline? Is there a right answer to this question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You tell me, Simon. Well, yes, it takes discipline. Um, I think it, you know, this is maybe a crude analogy, but I think it's similar to falling in love with your wife. Right? Mm. Um, you know, our culture uses that term fall in love. Like it's something that's accidental and happens in a two seconds. Uh, it's not, you know, it takes work. It takes questions, getting to know the person. Um, and I think same thing with God's worship. How are you supposed to be blown away with a sense of God's being if you don't know who he is? Mm-hmm. And there's an infinite amount to know of who he is. <laughs> so we've got an infinite amount of work to do, right? <laughs> to stir up those affections. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul is scratching at it when he prayed for the Ephesians, that you would know the height and depth and length and breadth of the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. And like, there's so much to know and to plunge into that. I think, you know, interesting hearing your perspective growing up in a rather evangelical church where maybe the knowledge wasn't emphasized, but the emotions were. And mm-hmm. like, there's knowledge to be had, but there's also emotions to be had, right? Yep. I think, like I said, in this, nope. <laughs> on, on our side of the spectrum where we're accused of being the frozen chosen sadly that's true where mm. we've taken oh yeah we know a good bit about god but what are you doing with it mm. like where's the heart does it mean anything to you yeah um those stirring up the affections diving into the knowledge of who god is that that's not something that is like falling in love mm. um in the aspect that it's spontaneous and it just happens so it takes work but it's rewarding work yeah um yeah, I mean, I, we're we're gonna get to it in a little while, right? But uh, 
I think there's a discipline of worship, mm-hmm. you know, like there you're not. If somebody is coming to worship with the expectation that every single time they walk through the doors of a church, they're going to have a spiritual high, mm-hmm. you're 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 going to be sorely disappointed no matter what church you go to. Mm-hmm. You're always going to be searching for that next emotional high, mm-hmm. um, or even you know uh, thinking about. Uh, scripture reading mm-hmm. you know there are parts of scripture that it's hard mm-hmm. and it is a discipline mm-hmm. to read the scriptures mm-hmm. I mean, it's now there's a deep joy i don't want to make it seem like there's not a part of the human heart that wants to but just to go with your analogy you know it's easy to stop dating your wife mm-hmm. it's easy to just think oh i know everything about her mm. Man, I, I am surprised every time I open up the scriptures. You know, mm-hmm. when I, whenever I go through the Book of Job, you know, I'm finishing up the Book of Job again, uh, and just you get to those last four chapters of Job, and you're like, man, God is amazing. <laughs> you know, uh, and but I only read it once right. or twice a year, right? And it's and it's like, no, He's still that amazing. Yeah. You know? uh, and and then you have to go through. You know, I'm going through the book of Genesis right now uh, in coffee and devotions. God is just that merciful. And I mm. reading through again and again and, and mining the depths of seeing God's providential mercy and his, his loving kindness and his patience and, and his providential preserving of that covenant seed. And, and I mean, mm. it's, it's like it's, there's no end to it, but you, but I actually have to read it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I actually have to, set my mind on the things of God. Mm-hmm. The easy thing to do is just assume that I know about God right. and hope that my religious affections will be stirred for him mm-hmm. and be lazy mm-hmm. and not actually cultivating a heart right. for him. And I think that's what this next, this last part here is, is a discipline of submission. Mm-hmm. Um, how how would you summarize that section? Just how our entire lives, if, if God is this great, what then? Mm. Like, what does this mean for me? And I've, I am glad he brought it up because it always strikes me that it's after Isaiah has the encounter of God's throne and it's shaking and the angels are covering their feet. He says, God says, who will go for us? He's like, here I am. <laughs> what do you want? I'm yours, you know? And like, that's the proper response Mm -hmm. um, is complete surrender to the Lord. If he is that glorious, if he did make everything, if he is worthy of all the praise I could ever give him, here's my life, you (laughs) know? Um, And, you know, I've also heard this idea of, you know, surrender and, and the submission is, God has given us so much. And in that we, we give it back to him as the best we can offer, so to speak of like, you've given me everything I have, but I just want to give it to you and honor you with it. You know? Um, yeah. I think that's the picture in, in revelation, right? The elders who bow before the lamb and cast their crowns at his feet. Worthy are you? Right. It's Lord, I'm just, I'm just going to give it back. Right. (laughs) Right. Like uh, that, that willing submission mm-hmm. because we understand who God is. Mm-hmm. But it starts with what he was getting at with this 
discipline of devotion. Mm-hmm. Like our hearts must be steadfast for the Lord. Mm-hmm. We've got to fight for for our love for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it that way, you know, because uh, some people are going to take it like, oh, they're just, Brian, here's just Brian, you know, legalistic, working yourself up into a frenzy type stuff. But every time I get lazy mm-hmm. in my faith, I drift from the Lord. Mm-hmm. But when I'm disciplined in my prayer life mm-hmm. when i'm disciplined in no I'm, i might not feel like it but i'm going to read the scriptures mm-hmm. I might not feel like it but i'm going to do family worship when I, when i when i'm disciplined like no these are principles by which i know my father in heaven is glorified and these are the ordinary means of grace by which he reveals himself to me mm-hmm. that's when i'm closest with god mm-hmm. yeah and it's not it's not that we produce the affection in and of ourselves. It's just you're not going to have that affection stirred if you're not putting yourself in the right place, mm. right? These are the ordinary means God reveals himself. How are you going to know God's holiness, right? How are you going to be surrendered to the Lord unless you know how glorious he is? Well, he's glorious. Yeah, you can look outside, look at the sunset, but open his word, right? That's where the discipline is. It's here I am, Lord, stir my heart. Mm. Uh, we can't, like we, we have cold and flexible hearts by nature mm. and we can't do it. Uh, but putting ourselves before the Lord, open to his spirit, surrender to him, just, yeah, ready for what he has for us. Yeah. I'm going to let you close us with prayer on that note, man. Sure. God, you are glorious. You are holy, holy, holy. Yes, Lord. You are worthy of all honor and glory and blessing and praise. For you're the lamb who was slain and you are alive forevermore. And we worship you, Lord. Give us a bigger view of you. Lord, how often we're like the Ephesians who know about you, but have lost our first love. And mm. Lord, we pray that you would help us to stay curious and interested in who you are to plumb the height and depth and length and breadth of the love of christ which passes knowledge and to never get tired of it lord Mm -hmm. and that that would not just be a knowledge that is in our heads but lord that sinks down to our hearts and evokes uh, the most heartfelt praise lord for you seek worshipers who worship you in spirit and in truth help Mm -hmm. us to be those worshipers lord and lord may this not just be an action or a heart that we have every now and then, but may it be a life, Lord, of surrender to you. Mm. For we are yours. We are the sheep of your flock. And we ask that you would use us for your glory. We commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks so much, man. Yep. Thank you. Until next time. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Student Podcast. Feel free to go over to the website, sharonrpc.org backslash student and find more information and other shows. Also, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. Have a great day.